Welcome to Complete Kids Online, friendly discussions about autism and other developmental disability. Learn how working together is working better. One conversation at a time. Hello, welcome to Complete Kids Online. I'm Gina. I'm Bob. And we're joined here today by Tasha. Tasha is one of our BCBAs um, across all of our clinics. Tasha um, is the BCBA. The BCBA of BCBAs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tasha, tell us a little bit about what a BCBA is. So BCBA is a board certified behavior analyst. Um, and a board certified behavior analyst is someone who has worked with or who's completed a degree, a master's degree in behavior analysis or a related field um, with a course sequence in behavior analysis. And they have completed the newest requirements or 2000 hours of experience hours um, working hands on with the BCBA in the field. How long does that take Tasha from start to finish generally? Generally, somewhere between 18 and 24 months is where most BCBAs um, meet all the requirements and are eligible to sit for their boards. And that's after your undergrad? It is. Got it. Um, so we have a program now that is um, an RBT can become a BCBA that we're trying to grow our own BCBAs. You just talk, talk a little a couple sentences about that? Sure. So... Um, in our program, if you come in as an RBT and you choose to complete your master's degree, we will provide supervision for your 2,000 hours um, and a place for you to get those 2,000 hours and to help you along the way of becoming a BCBA. Um, many students decide to do online master's degree programs and then do their supervision with a company like ours. And I know we also talked a little bit about um, maybe recruiting similar disciplines, uh, one being like a special ed teacher. Um, I know you don't know the exact uh, qualifications are coming over, but um, what is, is there anything that you can kind of address about that? About, you know, I know a lot of teachers these days are not exactly jazzed about uh, the way that career is going. I know that from, you know, my wife is a teacher. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I know we talk about maybe, you know, talking some of those peeps to come over. Um, and maybe think about becoming a BCBA. Could you just talk about that briefly? Sure. So if you're a teacher and you have a master's degree in special education, you can add a course sequence, uh, which means probably it's it's between, I think it's about eight classes right now, seven to eight classes. And then you would be able to start your experience hours when you start your course sequence. And your hours will still take um, 18 to 24 months, but your degree requirements will be done much more quickly. Oh, awesome. Um, how about um, what does a typical day like look for you as a BCBA? There is no typical day for a BCBA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if you love change and uh, you love not, never knowing what, what the day will hold or what it's going to throw at you, this is definitely a career for you. Um, well, we know, we know that firsthand as you started the beginning of this podcast, you were talking about how, what a crazy and hectic day it was. So we appreciate you coming on, <laughs> but uh, that is uh, a testament to how crazy the days and different the days can be. 
It yeah. is. We work with kids here, so you never you never know what you're going to get and um, how if they're going to come in happy or come in sleepy or what that's going to look like. So lots, lots and lots of change during the day. <laughs> um, so it sounds like teachers might make a good uh, transition <laughs> over to BCBAs. Oh, and in our environment for sure. Cool. Um, I know you guys write programs. Um, so we as the marketing people, we know, you know, a bit about ABA, but not all the technical nitty gritty stuff. Um, so kind of tell us about like what a program might look like for a child. Like what kind of goals are you targeting in ABA? So it varies, obviously, from child to child, but we work on everything. So we work on everything from enhancing communication skills. We work on following instructions and work on using that to eventually work on safety skills. Uh, we work on potty training skills and hand washing skills, um, eating. So really ABA covers the entire day of what, you know, if, if you look at everything that your child does in a day, um, we work on each aspect of that um, and making it a little more accessible for your child. Speaking of potty training, is there any tips uh, you can give a parent, you know, kind of obviously bring them to, to us that will help with that, but any, <laughs> any homework or any, you know, things to be aware of for a kid going through ABA training? Sure. There's a great book out there called Potty Training in Less Than a Day, and that's that's a good one to read, and it has lots of, of good tips in it. Um, potty training is just about practice, 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 and um, helping, you know, getting your child into the bathroom a hundred times in a day and giving them all of those opportunities to practice rather than, than taking them in once every hour. So we really in ABA break everything down into tiny, tiny little steps. Um, so potty training, we would teach in increments of maybe five minutes and build that up. So start, start slow, start where your child is. Um, and then that helps them get where they need to go. Cool. Um, I know that um, for a lot of parents, potty training is, you know, a big issue. Um, if a parent is dealing with, you know, huge meltdowns and huge tantrums every time it's time to try, um, what kind of tips would you have for them? Step back. Make the, make the bathroom a fun place. Um, there's no need to, to rush it. So if your child is upset every time, they're starting to have those meltdowns every time you say, let's go to the bathroom, then introduce some times in the bathroom where you just go and have fun. Uh, we've been working on that here in the clinic that I'm in today, and we've propped the doors open to the bathroom and, and moved in some of the most fun stuff in, in the place. Um, so it doesn't have to be just a, just a place where um, maybe a child would perceive it as work. It needs to be a place that they also perceive as being a lot of fun as well. Good tip. <laughs> um, how about some holiday tips? We have the holidays coming up, not necessarily potty training, but just in general, you know, we have um, some schedule changes, some maybe some sensory overload, uh, et cetera. Et cetera. Family's so, coming over. It's yeah. noisy. There's lots of new foods. <laughs> <laughs> I think just to prepare your child, prepare your, prepare your family, um, let your child take it at their own pace. Maybe they, they want to be in their bedroom and that's okay in the beginning. Um, and always keep presenting and representing those opportunities to come out where the people are. Um, some child, children may do really well with headphones. 
um, to, to kind of block out some of that noise and, and some of the kind of hustle and bustle, um, but really just keep all of the, the instructions small, try to keep the workload very light um, for the, the children and um, just focus on letting them take it at their own pace. Um, how about um, if a parent is seeing these signs in their child and seeing that they're having trouble with transitions and routines, um, what's kind of the first steps that they may want to take if they're looking into maybe starting ABA therapy? Well, maybe stop before that. Tash, maybe what are some of those signs? So, yeah, if you notice that your child is maybe they're not making a lot of eye contact with you, maybe. Um, when they pick up cars to play, they're playing more with the wheels than, you know, rolling the car across the room. Um, maybe they don't look all the time when you call their name. So those may be some some really early signs um, of autism. But a psychologist is the person that you would want to see at that point. That is the person who would diagnose autism to have a you know, a great conversation with you about the signs and symptoms that you're seeing and then uh, take it from there. That's where ABA um, referrals come from psychological evaluations. So once that piece of it has been um, looked at and your child has a diagnosis for autism, then they would be eligible for ABA services. And uh, typically a psychologist would make that recommendation. And then to, I know I stepped on uh, Gina's question a little bit, but then so from there, so okay, we see these signs. Um, just take us through like what happens at that point. You know, I'm a, I'm a mom. I see some of these things happening. I want to you know go to the next steps. Usually, your pediatrician will probably um, recommend that you um, get an appointment with a psychologist, and the psychologist would do an assessment and look at the. Um, signs of autism and they would make the diagnosis of autism or something else um, at that point. So once that diagnosis has been made and if you do have a diagnosis of autism, then you would be eligible for the ABA services. And we at Complete Kids have a that department. I'm doing a shameless plug right now. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we do have that department, correct? We do have a psychology department. We have a we have a speech department. Maybe your child just has a speech delay, and and that's something you know it's a little different. It, it doesn't qualify them for for the services of, of ABA, but maybe a speech therapist is who they need to see, or an occupational therapist is who uh, they need to see. Um, even a physical therapist, but probably not in this case. Uh, we do have all of those services available. Awesome. I have one last one. Go for it. Um, so, you know, BCBAs work closely with the RBTs. You know, that's kind of the, the boots on the ground for the BCBAs. So, um, you know, we're always looking for uh, RBTs. What kind of person and what kind of personality traits make a good RBT? Mm -hmm. um, someone who loves kids. Um, mm -hmm. and in our setting, um, our RBTs work with children. So we work with children up to about 10 years of age, between about two and 10. So I think that is the foundational skill. And then someone who really wants to see the children progress. It's a, it's a tough job. So you certainly have to be willing um, to put in the time, put in the effort, uh, learn a new language of ABA and, and what that means. And then, and just keep, keep on working because some days will be great and some days will be challenging. 
um, then hopefully all those come together and uh, the children are making progress and that's what we're all here for. Absolutely. Mm. I always say I can't do what, what our people do. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patience, flexibility. Yes. All of those things. <laughs> no check, no check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for being here, Tasha. Yeah, we appreciate the help. It sounds like the clinic is uh, really rocking and rolling today, so we appreciate you taking out your time to, to chat with us for a little bit. Thanks for having me. All right, bye-bye, Tasha. Bye. To continue the conversation, visit the links to our website, Facebook page, Instagram, and the comments.